0: So we are coming to the conclusion of Chapter 11, Darshan Yoga, Yoga of the Cosmic Form of the Lord. So the instruction in Bhagavad Gita for us is complete. You learnt about the individual self and also the Supreme Self. As we have discussed before, Self identifying with an individual gross body becomes Vaiswanaraha. The concept comes from Mandukya Upanishad. When the individualized ego identifies with this gross body in the waking world is called Vaiswanaraha. Because he creates his own world seeing through this equipment. In this Prakriti, that this is my world. So he's a Vaishwanara. In this sleep state, the same individualized ego creates its own world. It's called Taijasa. It illuminates its own world, deciding in its own mind. It's called Taijas. In the deep sleep, he is neither aware of this world nor himself. It's called pragnaha. The first two worlds are the product of cause and effect relationship in waking world, everything which I see is an effect of a cause which is the underlying reality, but everything we see is an effect, as we have seen examples before, that if I see pizza in this room, it's an effect causes the pizza maker is the efficient cause. And the pizza ingredients are the material cause. So in our waking world, everything which we see is an effect of something, a cause. So our waking world is driven by this cause and effect relationship. Same way, our dream world is also driven by this cause and effect relationship. We experience some fantastic stories and completely ridiculous stories in our mind. But the basis of those stories are still our thinking during the waking world. All the experiences which we have experienced in the waking world become the cause for our dream. They may be completely disjointed and disconnected. So it creates its own story by taking the ingredients available. It's like you're making a new recipe. You know all the ingredients for making upma. But then you create your own by some other ingredients which are not related to upma. And then you say, this is my dish now. I market myself and I can patent it. I heard that somebody has patented a curry in England. Now curry, obviously, we know has been there for thousands of years in India. But somebody patented in England because they thought that that's their own creation. So our mind does exactly that in Swapna. Swapna creates its own reality using the ingredients already available as the past experiences and jumble them up and create now here is a new dish for you to experience. So it's called taijas. And in the deep sleep we are Pragna completely unaware of the world outside or who I am. I am neither a man nor a woman. Nor a genius nor an idiot. I do not know who I am, but I know I exist. So it's called Pragnaha. The same concept when applied to the entire jagat. In a waking world, the self-identifying with the entire jagat becomes virat. Completely identified with its own creation. Bhagwan has taught us that my two prakriti, one is lower prakriti. One is higher prakriti. Lower prakriti is that which is perceptible through senses, and that's called the manifested world. My higher prakriti is unmanifest, it cannot be perceived through your senses, and therefore it is the cause for the manifested prakriti. In the deep sleep, we are called pragna because the cause of my deep sleep is still my identification with this limited being. But at the Virat it's called Turiya, completely have no experience, complete bliss, shanti. So that's at the damasthi level. At the Vyasti level, at my level, I experience this world all throughout my life in three different states. So now my goal is right now to go from this state to identify with the samasthi. So there we have gone through the instructions about how to do open-eye meditation of seeing that self which is pervading through all things and beings in our day-to-day life. The Bhagavan told us in Chapter 10 that see me as the essence of everything and anything. And that's how you will start recognizing the connectivity, the unity and diversity. More I find something common with somebody else, more I start liking that person. More I start liking that place. When we came to this town, we were obviously looking for houses. Just as Dharmista is looking right now, we also didn't have much time. We weren't really sure whether we were going to stay in this town or not. But we are also afraid of moving into apartment. I don't know. We were living in a house there. How are we going to live in an apartment? Let's find a house. We looked at a couple of houses we didn't really like. We put a contract on one, but we were not sure. And I finally asked the realtors, is there anything else you want us to see? Say, yeah, there is one house, if you want to see. It. Here we already signed a contract with one, but still we are not sure. So we go to see this house which we live in right now, and as we enter, we say, this is it. The only thing was, we had the exact same breakfast area with two skylights in it, which we had in Burke, Virginia. That similarity made us feel more comfortable that this is my house, as my house was back in Northern Virginia. Similarity makes us feel comfortable. So Bhagavan if I can find similarity in anything and everything, then I'll be more comfortable identifying with this world. This world, all things and beings are strung into this self, just like the beads are strung into a necklace. The beads have their own identities, but they only can become necklace if there is an unmanifest thread is going through them. If I can see all things and beings are strung into this necklace called the supreme self, I will start feeling comfortable with each other. So we have seen in Chapter 10 how to see unity in diversity. But then Arjuna also wanted to see what that self would be when it identifies with everything. What is that Virata Rupa? I know my Vishwa, what the Virat's Vishwa would be. And so we have learned in Chapter 11 the reason of oneness with everything is a one single being as we have talked about before in Rigveda also there is Purusha Sukta, we say the same thing Purusa, the one being which has many mouths and many hands and Sahasra Sirisa Purusha Sahasraksa pad so he also is seen as one person as this entire Jagat and therefore there is unity in all things and beings, from the perspective of that one single entity. Right now there is a complete unity in myself as an individual being. There is no enmity between my right hand and a left hand. One is lazy, the other is doing all the work. But left hand never complains, that look, I do all the dirty work and you do all the good work. You know? No complaints, because there is complete identity within myself. So the idea in the Upanishads and Vedas that if I can see the same unity in the entire Jagat as I being the One Self then there will not be any sorrows, any unhappiness, any animosities. So Arjuna wanted to experience that and he has seen this happening. But he's still seeing from the eye of an individualized ego. I want to realize God but remaining Neil as I am. That's exactly what we want. You, know. you leave me alone, Bhagavan. You show me your Swarup. but leave me outside of you. So I'm actually limiting him. If I exclude myself out of him, he is not all-pervading. If something is all-pervading, there is nothing left for anybody else. If I own all the real estate in Richmond, there is nothing for anybody else to own. But you say, when you own your house, then I'm limited. I cannot be then owning all the real estate in Richmond because there is somebody who owns something which is part of Richmond. If I live myself out of Bhagavan's self, then I have incomplete Bhagavan. So the goal, Bhagavan said, is to start seeing yourself into him. As long as I don't include myself, it's a terrifying See. Therefore, Arjuna is terrified. He wants to remain outside of that happening in the Prakriti and want to see that oneness in it. Bhagavan says the Virata Swarupa, what the total identification of the self with the entire Jagat is, Arjuna says this, is terrifying. It's delightful but terrifying. We don't think about all the things happening in this world. But when we see the statistics, it cares us. I was watching the TV and they were saying at least 85 children have died in the hot car phenomenon this year or something like that. Well, that thought was very scary to me. That that many children die in the hot car. That's such such a simple thing. But that has been happening. I had been keeping myself out of it. That's why the world was beautiful. Till we see that happening, the world was beautiful. When we include that as part of my world, this world is scary. I can't even walk freely on the road. I don't know whether I'm safe here in this country or not. So the world, when we see from the Virat's perspective, it's a very scary place for the individualized ego which is trying to find a safe place within that Virat. So therefore, Bhagwan said, this reason is not possible for you to see, or anyone else to see. And therefore, you have to have a special reason to see this group of mine. And this group cannot be seen by learning Vedas, or doing yagnas, or doing charities. everything which we have learnt in our culture and in our religions that this is what you do to attain godhood. He said none of them are complete by themselves. You cannot attain this thing. You cannot attain the oneness with that Supreme Self. All these are incomplete means. They are means to achieve the goal, but not the goal itself. So, last few verses which we have seen. Bhagavan says, se That it is very hard indeed to see this form of mind remaining as an individual ego. I want to say, Bhagavan's darsan, but I remain who I am. Leave me alone. Monday morning I want to go to my work. But over the weekend, I have some time, show me your darsam. Bhagavan said, not possible. Because you will be terrified. You won't be able to go to work on Monday morning. You may have to be admitted into some psychiatric ward. So therefore, I am so compassionate that I am not giving you this vision. I am not allowing you to see what is all that is happening in this world for your own good. What I don't know sometimes is a blessing to me. Things which we try not to remember, we forget because those things we really don't want to remember. Those memories wipe out from your memory. We're going to say it's my compassion to you. So this form which Arjuna, you have seen, is Suddurdasam. Swamiji says, this is the genius of Vedvyas To use this word Sudurdasam. Su means auspicious. So this reason which you have seen is also not inauspicious. Even though it's difficult to see but for an auspicious reason. So using Su makes the durdasam word takes away the negativity of the durdasam. Su durdasam Idam rupa. And this form is very, very difficult to see for an individualized ego. A great master can see who has given up the identification with this limited body, mind and intellect, but not for the one who is still attached to the body, mind and intellect. But I have let you see that out of my compassion and grace to you. Deva api asya rupasya nityam darsana Deva, we have seen, are the presiding deities of my senses, presiding deities of all the senses in this world, belonging to all the beings. That which makes eye to see, that which makes ear to hear, that which makes all eyes in this world to see, that which makes all the ears in the world to hear, those devas are also very anxious to see this total form of mind, the Virata swarupa, where nothing is left out, and Bhagavan said, they cannot see. With their elevated status of being devas, the knowers of the realities, they cannot see that. But I have let you see that because of my compassion to you. Na aham vede hi na tapasa na dane cha These are the things we have learnt in our day-to-day life from our culture that you do to elevate yourself from a normal being to a good person or a higher soul. All the things which are prescribed in Vedas, all the karma kant, do this, do that. Yesterday, I had the meeting with my client from the Jain Derasar, and they but Sastra said this. And I said, Sastra is written by some architects 3,000 years so ago like me. you know. But now you take it granted and say, if I do this, then I'll figure out what is right for me. But I don't want to take time to understand why. I can learn all of that, but unless I realize the goal for learning this, I will never be able to realize this. Thing. So, no vedehi. Even learning Vedas, not good enough, not tapasa, or not by doing all the austerity, disciplines. Then I say, if I live my life so disciplined that everything I do as it should be, he say, it may be good for your body, your mind, but not for attaining the Godhood, not attaining the understanding, the identification with Him. Not dhane not charity. Rahim das was considered the greatest dani. Somebody asked me why that every time you give somebody something, your eyes go down. So Rahimda said, as hand rises to give somebody, your eyes should go down. You have to lower your ego down. So that your ego does not get elevated by that I am helping him. So Dana has its own side effects. I do dana, I do good things then feel good about it. I am the one who helped them. Without me this temple wasn't possible. So good things have their own side effects which are harmful to you. It's harmful to your betterment. Your ego is the cause for you to identify with limited self, your goal is to rise the body. Ego, everything else you do. You study, you feel a pandit, I'm the knowledge. You do discipline, you feel I am better than others. You go charities, you think I am helping. So these are all things, unless understood why I am doing actually have more side effects. Sometimes we say that all the medication we take may prevent me from dying from heart attack, but may kill me by diabetes, you know, something like that. So it prevents one, creates another problem. Even by sacrifices. So none of these methods are complete by themselves if I don't understand the reason for doing that, my responsibility as a seeker is to work on my Antaha Karana. That Antaha Karana, which is right now clouded by ignorance about myself, my goal is to purify it so the knowledge will shine through it by itself. But God is self-effulgent. Once the stage is cleared and mind and intellect is purified, he will reveal himself automatically. So therefore, he says, all these things are means to achieve the purification of your mind and intellect only. When that occurs, you have no control over it, Bhagavan will shine through himself. Shakya evam vidot Asi asimayata It's not possible just by the means to see me, that you have seen bhaktya tu anyaya sakya aham evam Vido arjuna. So, if he had just stopped at the previous verse, he say, well, this is useless exercise. Bhagavan clearly says, he is not attainable to any of the things that I know. But Bhagavan said, no, I'll tell you how I can be achieved. He said, it's a very simple. This is the only means. By single-pointed devotion, I can be achieved. Sakya Aham know that I can be attained in this form of Virata from my Visva to Virata, which is my journey. Is it can only be possible by bhaktiatu to Ananya, by single pointed devotion. If that is my only goal in life, then everything else I do will be just means to attain that goal, and that goal is reachable. But if the means become my goal, then I will stop short. My goal is to go to New York, but I fall in love with a rest area or New Jersey turnpike. And I said, this is it. I don't need to go any further. I will never reach New York. I need to detach myself from all those rest areas that may stop by and say, this is only a stopover. I need to move on. My journey is New York. Then only I can go. Bhagavan said, we stop it, we learn something and we feel good and say, this is good enough. So Bhagavan said, no. Gnatum drastum chatatvena pravestum chaparantapa. And here is the path he said. You have to develop a single pointed devotion towards your goal of achieving a state where there is no sorrow, there is no unhappiness, there is no limitations. It's possible if that's your goal. If my goal is to only make billion dollars, then I'll stop at billion dollars. My goal is to only make million dollars, stop at million dollars. None of this is good enough as long as it does not give me happiness. But we say, oh, I'll be a little unhappy, it's okay, just give me a million dollars and I'll, I'll be okay. I'll, I'll handle the rest of it, you know. The Christians call it, deal with the devil. But you are ready to suffer as long as I achieve this. That is your goal, you will stop short. If I just want to be a Pandit in Veda, I will become Pandit in Veda. If I just want to become a maha yogi, I will become Mahayogi, maha yogi. But it won't take you where you should be. Your goal is to be happy. It is as simple as that. Achieving everything, people remain unhappy. When you read autobiography, great actors and great, they are all unhappy in the end. They all say, it was good, but then I suffered through this. Because it dukkhal him. So Bhagavan said, Gnatum, first thing you have to do is the step-by-step journey first know what is the goal and identify the goal, that's my goal, all I want in life is happiness. If you stop at that and say there is no other goal greater than that, then everything will fall in place, then you will see what will make me happy, then we will pursue that path. But we fix other goals and say, let me make million dollars and that will make me happy, you already decided that million will make me happy. If you just stop it and say, I want to be happy, period. Tell me how can I be happy, Bhagawan, and I will pursue that path. But says, I'll show you. First know what your goal is. Then drastum, then visualize what that state would be like. I have heard some motivational speakers saying, if you can't see yourself achieving that in future, you will never be able to achieve it. So the first thing people ask when you are in interview say, so what do you see in five years you would be in this company? And you see, if you say five years I'll be the same thing as I'll enter in your company, you actually fail the interview. The interview want to see what would you achieve in five years in this company. If you can visualize it, you can achieve it. If you can't visualize it, you can't achieve it. If you are playing Wimbledon, if you can't see yourself on that podium with that Trophy in your hand, you will never be able to achieve it. You have to be able to visualize that you can achieve that. And then you will achieve it. The Bhagavan said, Gnatum, know your goal, Drastum, visualize that this can be achieved by me. And then, Pravestum Tatvena, that essence, supreme essence which is nothing but Satchit ananda, the complete bliss, ever-existing, all-knowing, you have to know first, visualize that you can achieve that, and then enter into that. Pravestum ca parantapa, o parantapa, o Arjuna, here is the path. We have said it's difficult, but it is possible. Not possible by incomplete means. But possible by a right path, with a right attitude, and a right zeal, you can achieve it. So here is the prescription. Mat karma. Start with. So what do I do? What, what do I do first? Neil, I'm in your company. I want to become a CEO. So what is my first thing? Is I start working first. Somebody asks, you know, I want to be a CEO of this company. What should I do? And the guy answers, start acting like a CEO. And you will become CEO. If I wait for somebody to make me CEO and then I'll act as a CEO, it will never happen. You have to start acting like that, what you want to achieve. Then somebody will notice and say, well, this guy looks like a CEO material. I and mean, project manager material, group leader material, then you will get there. So Bhagavan said, you start doing this. Mat karma." Right now, you are engaged in activities, day-to-day life. You are doing it for someone. Sometimes I say, well, I'm not really doing it for myself. I'm doing it for my children. I'm doing it for my wife. But we have somebody to say. We always say, I don't do it for myself. And I'm working hard work for my children, for my family. But once said, give up all of that. Just say, you are doing it for me. In the end... You are doing it because you have been given this ability to act. Attribute everything to the one who has given you ability to act. Mat-Karmaha. Mat-Paramaha. Make me as your highest goal. Why do you stop short at something lesser than having complete happiness forever? No limitations. Mat-Paramaha. Make me as your goal. Don't stop short. Mad Bhaktaha, be devoted to me. So you start acting. Everything that I see now, Sarva Krishnarpanam, Sarva Sivarpanam, Brahma whatever you consider is the ultimate, you offer everything you do to him, good, bad and ugly. Whatever I did wrong, that's also offered to you. You take care of it. Make me as your goal and Mad bhakthaha. We have discussed many, many times. bhakti is devotion. Devotion is nothing but the love for the divine. Love is nothing but identification. Right now, I'm identifying with anything which makes me feel complete, makes me feel something greater than limited self that I am. I want to be part of this organization. I identify with my company, I identify with my nation, my community. That identification makes me feel greater than who I am. The other day, Anand said, I like to be called Dr. Lotha. Without the doctor part, Lotha has no meaning. So I feel that my identification, all these things is making me greater. Bhagavan said it very simple. Identify with me the greatest, and you will feel the greatest. Mad-bhaktaha, identify with me. Sangha-varjitaha, and don't get attached to anything else. We get attached to everything we do, except the goal. So Bhagavan said, Sangha Varjitaha, do everything, but do it for me, identifying with me, having me as the goal, and you will be detached from all small things. This is good enough, but I need to achieve something higher. So let me move on. Nirvairaha, Sarvabhutesha. Now this is obviously a very, very difficult concept. You have no enmity to anyone, enmity to none. We divide the world in the ones we like. These animals are good, good and cuddly. These are not good, (laughs) dangerous. Nirvairaha. doesn't mean that I love them all equally, but I have no enmity. Somebody asked Swamiji, we see bugs in our house. He said, well, don't have that, you know, type of a goal that I'll annihilate all the bugs in this universe. Just make sure that your goal is to just clean your house. And for that, whatever you have to do, Krishna Arpanam, do it. But not because I have enmity towards those bhagas. I have to be safe here where I live. It is my duty to protect myself and my family living in this house. I have to do anything and everything which is necessary. So that nirvairaha, I do my duty without any enmity to anybody. Nirvai sarva bhutesu, Yahasa Mamiti Pandava, such a person will achieve me, Bhagavan said. So he stops right here, the next chapter will be Bhakti Yoga, Yoga of Devotion. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina, Sarve Santu Niramaya, Sarve bhadrani Pashyantu, Mā kāścid dukha bhāg bhavet Aum shāntihi, shāntihi, shāntihi Harihi Om Shri Guru नमः Harihi